it terrified me, honestly. I was getting to the point where I thought I was going to have to start going to the doctor because my toes were going numb. Like, I thought I was going to have diabetes the way I was eating. I thought I was struggling to catch my breath walking upstairs. Like, there were these things happening that I had never experienced before that were really, really scaring me about my health. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi everyone, it's Carl here of the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast. Thank you for joining me and my special guest today, Nikki, who is coming to us from Chicago. Hi Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you? Very well. I'm very excited to be speaking to you. As we were just discussing before I hit record, Chicago is a place I absolutely love. So uh, I I know that that you're just getting closer to the cold weather and snow, though. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> but a beautiful place. And uh, I, I very much enjoy being there when I have had the opportunity to. So, Nikki, we, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you and <laughs> your success story. Because since discovering you on Instagram, I've realized, you know, you've lost a huge amount of weight. But not only that, I, I would go as far to say I think that this has created a completely different lifestyle for you. And I'm very much looking forward to talking about that today. So why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourself, if that's okay? Yeah. So my name's Nikki. I am 28 years old and I live in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. I've grown up here. Uh, I am six feet tall. I feel like that's always something I want to start off with because uh, I get questions about it all the time, especially when it comes to like talking about my weight and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times people are shocked to know that I'm six feet tall. So I am tall. Um, so I've played volleyball pretty much since I was in the sixth grade. Uh, so volleyball was a big part of my life growing up. I went to or I played throughout high school and then played in college. Uh, and then after college, I pretty much got engaged to my uh, boyfriend that I was with for a long time. We got engaged. We were engaged for years, but we ended up buying a house. And when we got the house, that was when I started up a cookie business. So I had no plans to do it. I was actually going to go to culinary school, but uh, out of nowhere, I started doing decorated sugar cookies and stuff like that. And it grew into a business. Um, And so that became pretty much my entire life. I also had another job at a bakery. So it was just doing both those things. And then that pretty much led me to where I'm at today, what made me start my weight loss journey. And yeah. Fantastic. Thank (laughs) you for sharing that. Yeah. I I would guess that having a job in a bakery and having a cookie business could be quite dangerous um, or tempting (laughs) to to eat a lot of cookies and and sugar. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there has to be a level of testing that's involved as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And still to this day, there is. And it's just, I've really learned to have balance with it because before I didn't really think much of it when I would snack, especially at the bakery. Oh my gosh, the donuts that we would eat there were so good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just, it was very tempting. Well, I, I know firsthand how good some of the food in Chicago is as well, just, <laughs> just in general. Um, 
Carrots, popcorn, by the way. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to go on all day talking about Chicago food because I could and I'd be happy (laughs) to. But um, so in terms of your weight loss journey and, and everything that was happening surrounding that, before you decided to lose weight, had you been at a weight you were unhappy with for some time or had you gained weight and then made the decision quite quickly to lose weight? What happened there? Yeah. So my weight is actually something I've struggled with since I was a kid, since I was in elementary school. Uh, I actually struggled with binge eating disorder for a really long time. And because I played volleyball and I was so active growing up, it kind of canceled out the fact that I was eating so unhealthy and just not making good choices for my body. I really didn't know much about nutrition and how to actually nourish my body all growing up. And so I always struggled with my body image. I always struggled with wanting to lose weight. And it definitely did get worse once I was out on my own and I got a house and had full freedom. Like I said, I was yeah trying to balance this job with the cookie business that I was trying to grow. And it just became so much. And it was within like two years that I put on 50 pounds. And that was again, because I was done playing volleyball in college. I wasn't used to not getting the activity that I had gotten my whole life. So it really caught up to me, uh, then, but it was something I've always struggled with and I've always wanted to lose weight, uh, and never had success with it. Okay. And, and a a few things there that you've mentioned firstly being the fact that from going and being so active playing volleyball, or I guess for, for anyone who does a lot of sport and is, is very active, this really helps and you probably don't even realize the amount of extra calories that you're burning by doing these sports. So you can maintain and, and not probably worry too much about your diet as you would as if yes. you, you're, you're more sedentary and you're not very active. I, I found this certainly when I started doing an office job and I'd always been in active roles on my feet for, for work and then found myself sitting down for six, seven, eight hours a day. And that had a big impact, not just on my weight but but how I felt in general and that that I imagine you're still quite mobile though moving around with a cookie business it's not something you sit at a desk and do yeah no no and it's and even in the bakery it was a lot of actually heavy lifting and stuff so even then I was still decently active um but yeah my eating habits had just continued to get worse and worse especially with just fast food and takeout and stuff when I got busier and busier Okay. So you, you were living, is it fair to say a life of convenience in terms of, yeah. So I say that, but at the same time, you were so busy with other things that perhaps your health and and food just weren't taking a priority at that stage in your life. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That was the last thing I was thinking about. And that even sleep, which was huge during that time uh, for my health was I was just not getting sleep like I needed to. Okay. Another thing, Nikki, that you've touched on, but I'd like to discuss if we could is, is the fact that you've suffered from binge eating disorder. Um, yeah. is, is this something that, that you've had since a young age or something that developed later on? Yeah. So it started when I was in, I want to say it was around fifth grade because I would just take food and try to sneak it up to my room and eat it in private. And like, but like, things that I didn't always even want to eat. Like it would be like slices of American cheese. I would just take a stack of them and like hide them in a backpack, put it like run it upstairs. And then when I could go in my room and just eat it by myself, I would just sit there and eat it and then have so much regret afterwards. And I, I had no idea what I was doing at that age, like at all. Um, but that continued throughout, uh, middle school, high school and college. And 
also as after I graduated. Okay. And and if you don't mind me asking as well, you say you don't didn't have any idea of really what you were doing in terms of context of obviously the fact it was a, a disorder that you were suffering from. But was it an emotional trigger that led you to do that or something that was going on that, that made you decide that you'd do that? Or was it just a habit that you had? Yeah, I it was a combination of things, I think. Um, but it just was like I had this freedom that I could, I don't know. It was like a, I could just go off in hiding and that time when I was eating, like my mind was off everything and it was, it was comfort to me, even at that young of an age, uh, something about it was comforting to me to be able to have food. And one thing that, and I never like growing up, I never struggled or suffered, like not having food. My family was always like decently well off. We were able to have meals and everything. Like I wasn't starving for food, but I always had a fear that I wasn't going to have enough food. And I don't know where that came from and why, but that was a big part of it too. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And you know, I, I've said to people in the past, and I'm sure I'll continue to say, you know, I'm definitely not judging anybody for their experiences and what they've been through, because I think it's something that quite often, like you said yourself, we don't understand, but it, it's happening at the same time. And yeah. hindsight's great because obviously when you realize what's been going on, and sometimes that's even more difficult because you don't know how to stop it at that point if it's been going on for a certain amount of time. But uh, was it because of this and, and that gain of 50 pounds that you said that happened in quite a short period of time that led you to say, okay, enough, I'm, I'm going to make some changes. Tell me about that process for you. Yeah. So a lot of times I would, like I said, for so long, I wanted to lose weight and it would be like a weekly thing. I would have a kind of a breakdown and be like, okay, tomorrow I need to start. I need to, I need to just do this for myself. I want to feel better. And I would maybe last a day and then just give up. And it finally, I don't know, I would go online and I would look at people's transformation pictures and it would motivate me so much. And it always happened at night. I would be laying in bed just thinking about how tomorrow I'm going to change. And I would see all these things. It would inspire me so much. And then I would just never stick to it. But for some reason, when this happened and it was April 27th, 2020, it was, I was going to bed and I was looking through my phone and I saw a quote and it said, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. And that I just like broke down when I saw that because it terrified me. Honestly, I was getting to the point where I thought I was going to have to start going to the doctor because like my toes were going up. Like I thought I was going to have diabetes the way I was eating. I thought I was struggling to catch my breath walking upstairs. Like it were there were these things happening that I had never experienced before that were really, really scaring me about my health. And when I saw that quote, it just like, it clicked for me in my head and it, it made sense. And that was the next day I made the decision to start and I haven't looked back since. That's fantastic. And I'm very happy for you, that you, it, it was you. something as, as I know, obviously this is a big thing for you, so I, I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but something as simple as seeing something on your phone. Yeah. That triggered yeah. That. And it, what was it? So wellness, if you don't take care of your wellness, you'll need to take care of your yeah. illness. If you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. Wow. I've never seen that before, but it's absolutely true. And yeah. So what was your next step then, Nikki? Once you'd yeah. seen that, you'd obviously had a moment and, and something connected with you quite deeply when, when you saw that. What did you decide to do next? Yeah. So after I saw that, that's like I said, I had kind of been looking at some transformation pictures. I just started 
thinking like, if these people can do it, I can do it too. And so one of the people I had seen, she started Weight Watchers and that's how she had lost her weight. And in the past, I always thought of Weight Watchers as like something people's parents did. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything really about it. I just, I never even considered it for myself because I thought you had to go into meetings and I was just really uncomfortable. It was something I was already really self-conscious about my weight and everything. So I didn't want to go step on a scale in front of someone. Although I know that does work for people and it really is helpful to hold people accountable. But for me, that just wasn't going to work. But when I saw that Weight Watchers offered an aversion only as an app and you didn't have to go to the meetings, I decided to try it. And so that next morning after I'd seen that quote, I asked my husband if he would want to, because he has also really struggled with his weight as well his entire life. And, uh, we always would like go through these phases where we'd be like, okay, let's lose weight. Let's do it this time. Let's be healthy. And then we just never stuck with it. But I asked him if he would want to try WW. I showed him the app and everything and he said, let's do it. And that was when we started. And yeah, that's what we've been doing. Fantastic. And I'm very happy. And and it's great as well that you had the support of your husband to do that. And I've, I should have asked for him to join as well, to be honest with you, because I, I see him in a lot of your videos and, you know, he's quite active in, in your Instagram account as well. So maybe I can invite him for a separate interview yeah. and episode afterwards, yeah. if he'd be willing to do that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. But really good for obviously having that support network and both having the same goal. It, I think makes a huge difference to somebody who wants to change their lifestyle because if it's just one of you and the other person continues in a way that maybe is uh, counterproductive to, to your goals it can create difficulties and, and make it a lot harder for you as well so definitely very happy to hear that yeah. and so you joined ww and you were doing the the online version and i to be honest with you i had a few interviews with people who have done that but i'm not as familiar with that as i would be with slimming world which in the uk is one of if not the biggest slimming program on par with with ww okay so so you you doing ww what were the first like that transition into that kind of lifestyle how was that for you because i would imagine you'd have to make changes to your eating habits maybe introduce more exercise how was that for you yeah so it was so eye-opening that first day that we started using the app and we kind of just had fun with it, scanning things to see like, so the difference between in the past, we had tried doing like calorie counting and that just never worked for us. But with Weight Watchers, it's a point system. And so we started scanning things for points and realizing, first of all, the foods we were eating were so high in points. Like we really had no idea what we were putting into our body, especially getting like all the fast food and takeout that we were. And so, yeah, the first day, just scanning everything and kind of realizing even how big our portion sizes were and everything, we just really used the app as a tool to kind of learn about our nutrition and what we were eating. And it really did help us in the beginning. Great. And so were you eating, I mean, obviously reducing the amount of takeaway and fast food that you were having, but was it a big difference in the types of meals that you started eating or was it just a case of really portion control and being more aware of, of how often you were having certain foods? For us, we really like, I've always been, I really like eating big portions. I've just always been that way. And when I started, I didn't want to have to cut back on portion sizes. I knew that that would make it way more difficult for me. Or if I made myself eat things that I didn't like to eat, which honestly, I don't really enjoy salads that much. So I didn't want to have a salad every day. Like I really wanted to find a way to make meals that were going to be just as satisfying as 
what we were having before, even though what we were having before really wasn't anyway, like the fast food. But what I started doing from the start is taking the meals that we liked eating before and just making lightened up versions of them. So using a bunch of different lighter ingredients like uh, laughing cows, like instead of cream cheese, uh, bolt house ranch, which is like a Greek yogurt dressing instead of the ranch I was using, like just little things like that, but still making the same meals that we were having just lightened up. And that way we could still eat bigger portions uh, and the foods that we knew we liked. That's really great. And I would imagine as well, talking from my own experience, that when you're still making variations of foods you enjoy, but knowing that you're making it healthier, it's actually even more satisfying, I think, when you and, and enjoying having that meal. Yeah. Because of the fact you know that it's better for you. Yeah. And probably using better options. And this is something a lot of people refer to as like smart swapping. So you you know, you, you take something you really enjoy, but look for ways to make it better. And then that way it doesn't feel like a punishment when you change your diet. Exactly. Or you, you change your style of eating because you still get to enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you're starving yourself. But it is really just about having that awareness, I think. And then, you know, looking how to improve as you go. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, even that, like we would take a lot of our, I would try to take the fast food meals even that we loved eating and just try to recreate those at home. And we would be shocked that like I could make a Taco Bell meal at home that was double the size and made us feel so much better, but it was half the points of if we would have just gone to Taco Bell and gotten it. So yeah, it really is so much more satisfying. I think a a way of making changes that are much more sustainable because you're still enjoying those foods and it's something you can continue to enjoy. Yeah. But with a much better health benefit. So that's really cool. And I have to say as well that, again, from my experience of being in Chicago, but in the US in general, portion sizes are generally quite big. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, I know there is better awareness now about the nutritional side of things, but it is very easy to go and even order a salad and have it obviously covered in ranch dressing and, and think you're making a good choice. But then if you were to actually look at the calories of that salad versus, I don't know, a piece of steak or something you'd be quite surprised in a lot of the occasions just how many calories that had tell me Nikki then after you you got into this lifestyle um did did the weight start coming off quite quickly for you surprisingly it yeah it actually did um I want to say the first it was like the first two weeks I had lost 10 pounds and honestly I had never seen the scale go down before like that like it was so motivating to me because in the past, I'd wanted to lose weight so many different times and I just never could stick with it for even a week. So it was really motivating in the beginning when I did see the scale start going down uh, right away. But that wasn't always the case throughout the whole journey. <laughs> no. Tell me more about that. So the, the ups and the downs. What, what, what did you find across your journey? But, well, first of all, let me start at the end. Did you have a target in mind that you wanted to reach? Yeah. So <laughs> with with the app, you do have to set a goal weight that you want to hit so that it can give you like a target of dailies, how many points you're supposed to be eating in a day. So you are supposed to set a goal weight. Uh, and I honestly just picked the number that was on my driver's license, which was actually my weight from high school. So it was kind of like an unrealistic, like I didn't really know if it was what I should even be, if that would be like my healthy weight, but that's the number I picked. And it would uh, mean I lost like 82 pounds from my starting weight. But um I ended up, I never ended up hitting that goal. It was 170. I ended up pretty much staying at 180 now. Uh, once I started incorporating weightlifting and stuff like that, but what I didn't want to do again 
from the past times I had tried to lose weight, I would set a goal each month or something like say, I want to lose 30 pounds in the first month or something. And I would be so upset when I wouldn't hit that goal. And so I really tried to not focus on a number like at all throughout my whole journey because I focused more on consistency. So I've, I talk about this sometimes like on my channel and stuff, but what I would do is I would reward myself for staying consistent for a certain amount of days. So the first 30 days, if I could track for 30 days straight, I got myself a foot massager. And then if I could track for another 30 days, I dyed my hair a color that I wanted. So I was rewarding myself not for hitting certain goals or certain weight by a certain time. Uh, I was doing it for staying consistent. And I think that's what made such a difference for me too this time around because I didn't focus so much on a weight such a good way of doing it yeah. I, I could not agree with more everything you've just said there i'll just sit and nod in my head because <laughs> really first of all the reward system I, I think is very important and unfortunately a lot of people tend to think that if they have a good and i say good in terms of if they have a week in which they've lost weight their reward should be going out for a meal or ordering a takeaway mm -hmm. but like you said dyeing your hair a different color buying yourself something that you wanted yeah the consistency is a really, really great, great way of looking at it. And obviously with that consistency, I'm sure comes the weight loss. And even if there are times when it doesn't come off as quickly as you'd be expecting, or you go through a bit of a plateau where you're, you know, you might go a couple of weeks and, and not see the weight come off. At least you're still turning up every day and keeping at exactly. it, which I think is the long-term solution. Yes. And you mentioned their weightlifting as well. So how long into your journey did you begin weightlifting? Yeah. So in the past, I keep, it, it's, I keep talking about the past. I know, but, um, in the past when I tried to lose weight, I would always focus so much more on the exercise. I would never focus on my nutrition. I just would start running. Even though I, I don't enjoy running, I would make myself run. I actually did a half marathon. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. Um, and I would just force myself to work out so hard so that I could, I thought that would make me lose weight and I didn't pay attention to nutrition. So when I started this time, I actually said I wasn't going to exercise at all. Like I wasn't going to change what I was doing, but I wasn't going to incorporate any exercise until I felt comfortable with tracking and my nutrition and felt like I was like learning the right way to eat. And so I waited three months to incorporate any exercise at all. Um, after three months, then I started to rollerblade actually. So I, like I said, I didn't, I don't like running. I don't like uh, doing like burpees all that type of stuff. Like there are certain exercises I just really don't enjoy. It wasn't going to be sustainable, but I remembered that as a kid, I really loved rollerblading and I hadn't rollerbladed in like 10 years, <laughs> but it was during the pandemic and I was only able to find a pair of men's rollerblades actually, because they were sold out everywhere. Everyone was starting to skate again and roller skate and rollerblade. So it was really hard to find them, but I was able to get a pair of men's rollerblades and I just started going to parking lots and kind of skating around getting comfortable. And then after a while, I was able to skate around my neighborhood and kind of use that as a good way to get exercise. So I did that for about three months. And then after that, I started weightlifting. So, and now I just do a combination of the two. So you, you definitely think finding something that you enjoy is, is the first key instead 100%. of punishing yourself. Yes. That's great. And uh, <laughs> I can't help but laugh a little bit because rollerblading brings back some really, really I'm going to say awful memories of when I first started seeing my now wife because she she loves rollerblading. She had the idea, you know, we live in Barcelona. There's nice paved areas along yeah. the whole of the coast where you can go rollerblading. And it was like a nice date idea. It's like, yeah, let's go rollerblading this afternoon and managed to get me a borrowed pair of rollerblades. And 
I think I'd done it probably three times in my life and I'm definitely not someone with the best balance in the world if I'm honest okay and how I thought I looked compared to how I really looked were two different things and <laughs> I, I'm pretty amazed she's carried on dating me after that because you know, I, I was definitely one of those ones with the arms like in in rapid circles oh stuck yeah out trying to keep my balance and <laughs> yeah in my head I looked great until I saw a video and realized no I uh <laughs> that, that definitely wouldn't have been my way of losing weight I don't think um <laughs> or, or keeping a wife to be honest so um but but I'm glad it worked out for you and, yeah um and and good that you found something you enjoyed and it is about having fun as well because I think weight loss shouldn't be a punishment and a, a healthy lifestyle should be something that you enjoy and embrace yes. rather than feeling like you're you're struggling against it all the time. Yeah. So you you've made all this, you know, you've had all this success losing weight, getting down to a weight that you're happy with, changed a lot of habits from the sound of things. And I'd like to also talk about not just your Instagram account, but your YouTube account because that is very much focused on health and your own journey and I think it's quite inspiring itself. So so how did that start? Yeah, so I didn't plan on sharing any of my weight loss journey. Honestly, from the start, I didn't even know if I was going to be successful. Obviously, I wanted to be, but I had failed so many times in the past that I didn't I didn't know this time was going to be different. But uh, from the start, I had watched other people on YouTube and I learned that there was a whole community even on Instagram that I could connect with about the same things that I was doing. So in July, so I had I had been on my journey for probably, yeah, it'd been like three months. I decided to start an Instagram account that was just going to be for my fitness and wellness. And I wasn't going to add anyone I knew on it. So I just made Nikki Gets Fit. That's how I started it. And I just pretty much searched WW, anyone who had the name or like had WW in their name. And then I could find all these people that were just doing Weight Watchers and sharing their journey. It was like a very common thing to just have a separate account and kind of do that. So I did that. And it just kind of continued. It was very, very slowly grew. And I just connected with so many people on there. It was really an awesome part of my journey was getting to connect about the good and the bad of weight loss with so many other people that honestly were experiencing the same things as I was. And so that really helped me a lot. And I just decided one day that I was going to share my story on YouTube. I made a video talking about how I had lost 50 pounds in five months and that video just started growing. And from there, I mean, I still was continuing just making a bunch of YouTube videos about like grocery hauls and just sharing different tips that I had learned along the way. Cause I was still, I was still in the like peak of my journey. I hadn't like, I hadn't hit my goal or anything at that point. So it was still just sharing everything along the way. And it just continued to grow through that and Instagram and yeah, it's, it's a huge part of my life now. And it's, it's awesome. It's such a positive part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And having seen some of your videos, I, I, I love the way, the positivity that you bring to them Thank and you. the, oh, you're welcome. I, I think what you're doing is, is fantastic. And obviously I reached out to you to hear about your story, but one of the great things about discovering new people and, uh, and this community as a whole, as you've just said yourself, is that there are so many inspiring people doing inspiring things already. And I'm just really scraping the surface of that yeah. and getting to know. So when I come across someone such as yourself, Nikki, who's been doing it for some time and has a strong following of people and you're, you're really spreading good and, and helping people to not just lose weight, but 
be more positive about a healthy lifestyle. I, I think it's, it's, it's really inspiring. So congratulations to everything you've achieved with that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And so now, obviously, you, you have your Instagram account, you have your business and, and YouTube as well, obviously, which to some extent I would imagine takes quite a lot of your time in the busy schedule that you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's next for you? What, what do you feel that as someone who's now incorporated a healthy lifestyle and, and helping others as much as you do, do you have plans to continue this in the future or expand on it? Yeah. I mean, I'm very happy with where I'm at right now with the balance between my cookie business and then my like my YouTube page and everything. Um, right now, I'm actually working on a cookbook with my recipes. So that's been like the big project. Uh, but it's also a busy time for cookies because I do holiday pre-orders. So Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas are just pretty insane around here for that. Uh, so right now, it's just, yeah, continuing just building my following, sharing the content I'm sharing. And I have finally found a good balance with everything. And it's I really like how it's working out. So yeah, just pretty much having a balance with both things because I still want to continue my cookie business. And that's still a passion of mine, but it's nice to be able to have this as well. Plenty of things going on and, and finding that balance, which is quite difficult to do, to be fair, yeah. especially when it's something that's content driven, like an Instagram account or YouTube, where your followers you know, they, they become accustomed to you posting and creating new content quite often. So yeah. you then have to, you have a pace that you have to keep. Mm -hmm. And from what you've just described about the cookie business, it sounds as though you're, you're now entering a, a peak time yeah. of, of a lot of activity. So good luck with that. Thank you. Um, and, and Nikki, I'd, I'd like to ask, I'm sure you could probably fill a podcast episode with advice and tips from everything you have learned. But what, what would you say if I was to say, you know, your top piece of advice for somebody who is either starting to lose weight or would, you know, is on a journey currently? Yeah. So, cause I do, I get asked this a lot and it's so hard because I feel like I want to say just consistency is the most important thing, but to have consistency, you have to find the things that are going to work for you and you have to do what you enjoy. Like we kind of mentioned with, first of all, with eating, I don't enjoy salads or just like, I don't really like to just snack on raw vegetables, but I found ways to cook vegetables that I really like or to make meals that I enjoy that are going to be sustainable. I'm not going to dread every time I eat because it's something I don't want to eat. And same with working out. I'm not going to dread going to the gym and just doing burpees and running on the treadmill because I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's not going to work for me. So I have found the things that I know work for me and it's taken time. I've tried many different things and many different foods and stuff like that. And it's all just like trial and error, but really find the thing that's going to keep you going. Find the things that you're going to enjoy that are sustainable for you because that's what made it so much different this time around for me. I think it's great advice and certainly something, but I, I'm, I'm still on the journey. I won't say I have discovered, but I am discovering that to make it long lasting, you have to enjoy it Yeah, because the moment it feels like a chore or a punishment, it's very short lived Yeah, and it's not a way to, to have a sustainable lifestyle. So Nikki, I'd like, like to ask, uh, I'm sure you'll be happy to um, share your Instagram and, and YouTube. You, you mentioned it's, it's Nikki Gets Fit, isn't it? Your YouTube yes, channel? Yes, my YouTube channel is Nikki Gets Fit. And then on Instagram, it's Nikki Gets underscore fit. Excellent. Now, obviously, I'll put links to, to both of those so people can check out your, your profile on Instagram and also your channel on YouTube. And I strongly recommend 
you know, everyone who's listening to this goes right now and has a listen and, and follows you, you and subscribes because <laughs> really there's a lot of great stuff. And I've only started going through some of the videos, but I'm certainly myself going to be looking through a lot more of them now and in the future. Yeah. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and I'm sure a lot of the things you've shared are going to be very helpful and inspiring to everyone who listens and hopefully now we need to work on your husband, Adam to, it is Adam, isn't yes, it? Yes, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. He's next. Yeah. Well, that could have been, that could have been very awkward if it wasn't. Um, so yeah, we need to work on getting him on to do an episode next. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this and I appreciate you letting me share my story. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. You Bye-bye. Too. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior podcast and follow us today. Remember, Be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.